Hello everyone, it's your girl Aisha checking in for another episode of No Boundaries. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So today we are going to talk about anointed but still not appointed. So you say, okay, well what does that mean, girl? It means that you have been called to do a certain thing. You are very familiar with what God has called you to do. You are for sure about your purpose and where the end result is going to be. But you're still in the valley. You're still like David out in the field tending to the shepherds, knowing you were called to be king. You're still in that office in the basement, knowing that you were called to be the administrative manager. You're still that nursing assistant, knowing that you were called to be a nurse to employ other nurses and run a facility of your own. You were called to be a composer, a songwriter, but you're still just like dropping mad beats on Instagram or Facebook Live just because it's simply something that's therapeutic and joyous to you. You were called to be that podcaster, that writer, um, that playwright, but you're still at the office giving words of wisdom and encouragement that are therapeutic for others as they're going through their process as well. So that's what we're talking about today, guys. And it's kind of like one of those things to where we sometimes feel so much disdain for our current situation. Like, Lord, I'm tired of being at this job. Oh, Lord, I'm tired of... um, working in this industry and I know I'm supposed to change. Oh Lord, I'm tired of this uh, situation, this relationship. Um, So many different things that we don't appreciate where we are. We don't always, um, how should I say, try to get, find the blessing where we are. I mean, because no matter where you are in life, you have to identify the blessing because said situation could actually be worse. So it's like, okay, think of the story of David. Now, um, everybody usually, you know, thinks of the story of David and Goliath and the, the, the fight that he won, right? But if you dig back into David's history... Because history is what? His story. Yes. So if you dig back into his story, Jesse was his father, right? So let's take it back even further. So God wants to anoint the next king. Is going to anoint the next king because the people, uh, things are about to change. We'll put it that way. Um, the, what is the word I'm looking for? The um, the ro- anyway, the role of leadership is about to change. So God is telling um, the prophet to go and anoint 
whom he, you know, has appointed to be king, who God has appointed, not who man or someone else has, but whom God has appointed. So long story short, so Samuel, you know, traveled all this way, get to Jesse's house. So the first thing, you know, as a human being, when you think of, of a king, you think of someone who is strong, someone who is brave and bold and brazen. So on the outside, what do you do? You're looking at the, the physical. You're looking. So imagine him going to find out who he's anointing to be king. And the first thing he sees is this muscle bound dude. Like, OK, I'm for sure he's strong enough to do what God told him to do and protect and direct the kingdom. And God is like, ah, ah, ah. no, no, no not him. You looking at the outside. I'm looking at his heart set next. So it's kind of almost like the Cinderella story going from one place to the next or one person to the next until you find that one that is God's fit. So, um, long story short, the prophet asked him like, you know, are, are these all of your boys? You know, God said the next King would be appointed from this household and everybody I've reached out to touch, God said no. So he calls David. Now, who's David? David is the hiccup, right? David is the runt of the litter. David is the stinky shepherd boy who's out here diligently teaching these sheep, guiding these sheep, feeding these sheep, and nurturing them to maintain life, to create livestock and lifestyle for him and his family, right? So he's doing that groundwork, that stuff. He's that dude that's in the shadows that nobody sees, but God saw him. So imagine to David's surprise, right? So he comes out from the field from doing what he's doing. And guess what? The guy said, hey, yo, that's him. That's my boy. I'm sending him out here to, you know, put some things in order the way I want them done. So long story short, the oil flows, David's anointed, right? But guess what? David goes back to that very stinky field where he was in the beginning. So, you know, as humans, we think, okay, well, when I get a prophecy, I get a word or God gives me, you know, an, an epiphany that I'm supposed to be doing this and that. Oh, this is going to happen immediately. It's going to be a Shondo moment. It's going to turn around for me. Not so. Because you got to remember, everything is according to what? His plan and his purpose and will for our lives. So, like human beings, we naturally think that, okay, it's flowing from this moment for David, right? No, that was not the case. I'm not sure of how long David continued to serve in the field with the stinky shepherd as a shepherd with the stinky uh sheep but he remained faithful he did those things and even when he went off to to be um groomed and he transitioned he didn't forget about where he came from he didn't forget about what he was doing in those moments i imagine he still went back and did some of those things so uh, it, when you look at us and we think, okay, I'm supposed to be doing A, B, and C. Lord, why hasn't happened? Hasn't it happened yet? Father, why hasn't the door? Why you ain't opened the door yet? You told me that, hey, I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to tell my story, and the book 
it's not doing what it's supposed to do or the movie not doing what it's supposed to do or, you know, for instance, say the podcast is not doing what it's supposed to do just yet. We're we're looking at something that we want to be instant because we live in a world, right, where everything is about convenience, you know, at the click of a button, the touch of a screen, everything magically happens for us. But that's not how it operates in the spiritual realm. And that's not how it necessarily operates when God has his hand on you and he's appointed you to do something. So needless to say, as time goes on, guess what? David becomes who God has what? Ordained him and called him to be. David becomes king. So now that David is king, you would think, okay, like I'm king of the world. I can do whatever I want to do. Um, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. But what does the Bible say? To whom much is given, much is also required. So in that position, David has some trying moments from his disobedience. Although he loved the Lord, he had, you know, moments of disobedience where he did things he wasn't supposed to do that offset what he was supposed to do, just like us in life. And let's say you get appointed, you go from fast track from whatever situation you're in and you get fast tracked to where, oh, well, God called me to be here. The process, if the process gets skipped, you are not. Uh, getting the characteristic traits, you're not getting the work ethic instilled in you that you need to go to the next level. So you'll ruin it. You'll ruin whatever the blessing is, right? You'll ruin it for yourself, not only for yourself, but you'll also ruin it for the people that are waiting for you. That's right. Guess what? Somebody's waiting on you. Back in the day, they used to say, each one, teach one. Pass the baton. Someone is actually waiting for you because guess what? They need your story. They need your testimony so they can learn how to overcome and say, hey, you know what? My brother and my sister went through A, B, and C, and you know what? I can make it. If he or she can make it through all that, I know for sure I can make it. So it's like you can't skip the process. Yes, you are appointed to be whatever God has whispered in your ear and told you in the secret moments of your life. However, you have to go through the process. You can't skip that. It is very important. We Yes, we know you, you think to yourself, I want to move to the next level. I want to advance and etc. But you have to say, okay, this is a, a transparency truth moment. Am I being faithful where I am? You have to ask yourself that. Like, am I being faithful to, to God and doing what he told me to do? Am I being faithful and consistent to myself and taking care of myself on all the levels that I need to be so I can be in the best shape possible, mind, body, and spirit to handle where it is that he's, you know, taking me to? Then you think to yourself, you know, am I walking in my purpose and my calling being faithful right now? So let's just say, oh, if you're um, if you're a writer or you want to be a film producer and you you know this is what God has called you to do, are you taking the steps? Are you um, are you writing? Are you writing the storyline for the the scripts that you want to come see come to light on the screen? Are you doing that? Are you writing a book? Are you journaling? Are you doing any aspect? Um, that contributes to your ability to function once you get to that next level.
Are you doing those things and being faithful over those things? Are you being faithful to your family? Because guess what? When you go to that next level, your family ain't going nowhere. Your family's still going to be there. So guess what? They're still going to want pieces of you. They're still going to want your time. They're still going to need your input. They're still going to need you to be a consultant for them uh, for the things that are in their life. Because again, to whom much is given, much is also required. So if you're like myself and you have children um, and you're going to the next level and doing the things that God told you to do, guess what? You still have to take care of the other responsibilities and things that you had and people who you were uh, to be a steward over before you got to the level that God called you to. So you still have to be faithful. Are you being faithful in business? I mean, yeah, you know, we all complain at some point like, oh my gosh, I don't like this at my job or this happened or he or she says such and such and oh, they getting on my nerves. They need to mind their business, blah, 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 right? So in that area, are you minding your manners, minding your mouth? Are you praying for those people who have those those uh, spirits that you have discernment to see? The gossiping spirit, the negative spirit, the depressing spirit, the, the Jezebel spirit that's so dramatic and manipulating. Are you praying about those things or are you joining the gossip circle too? Are you talking about them and backbiting like, oh, God, I can't stand them, blah, blah, blah. When you should be saying, oh, Father, please help them. Deliver them for they don't know what they're doing. Deliver them from evil. Deliver them from generational curses and generational cycles of brokenness that, you know, spill over into their lives and their business relationships and how they act towards other people. Help them, Father. Help them, Holy Spirit. Are you doing that? That's how God calls us to be faithful. And it's not that, okay, we are perfect because it's not about perfection. It's about progress. It's about um, consistency. It's about doing the best that you know to do and can do no matter what the situation is. Yes, we fall short because we are human beings and we are still in the process of um, taking our mind, will, and emotions and holding them captive to the Word of God like the Word of God actually says. So it's a process. And then you have to ask yourself, okay, am I being faithful to my community? Are you encouraging and influencing and helping other people? Are you mentoring children, helping children, helping the next generation so they can do better than what we're doing now? Are you also being uh, a pillar to your elders that are at your job, your elders that are uh, in your community, in your church, in your family? You know, because um, for myself, my elders are my older siblings, right? So it's like sitting at the, the, the foot of wisdom and you, um, you ask questions, whether it be about your family, life experiences, you get advice. Um, like at my job, I have this one woman. I, oh, I just love her so much, right? She is, I didn't have my mother growing up because my mother passed when I was four. So it's like there's always been this this longing for a mother figure. And I've come across a couple people, but it's like um, God just allowed me to, that's for another podcast, right? But it's like God just allowed me to gather bits and pieces from the women that were in my lives to become the woman that I am today. So there's this one lady at work. I, I just love her and I call her mama. And it's like she, I, I can gain wisdom from her. And she's a spiritual woman. And I talk to her and I tell her my woes and my problems. And, you know, like um, a daughter 
you know, longs for her mother's nurturing and her wisdom to help her be a better woman, I sit at her feet and I just take notes and I listen. So in it in finding out and talking to her, it helps her as well. So it's like, again, are you being faithful in your community where you are? Are you being faithful at your job? Are you being consistent? Because that's what God is going to require when you get to the top. Because guess what? Once you get to where he's appointed you, you can't look back and say, oh, man, um, I got a problem with being on time. I got a problem with being faithful and true. And I got a problem with uh, being consistent. I'm indecisive. You can't have those problems when you get to where God is taking you. It's like the process prunes you and molds you and creates you into what he needs you to be when you arrive to where he's taking you, right? Um, and truth moment, guys. It's hard to serve in an area you know you've outgrown. We've all been there at some point. I've been there personally. It's hard to serve, right? When you get a glimpse of what God has promised you. It's like a kid who knows Christmas is coming, right? And you sit there and you're just like, okay, I know that God called me to uh, do podcasting and God called me to speak to people and tell my story. And you just feel like, oh, this nine to five is not what God called me to do. And he doesn't want you to resent where you are. He doesn't want you to um, be that person that just does enough to get by. In, in the position that you're in. He wants you to be the same consistent person as if you are already at the top because that is the character uh, that he needs to make it. And then you'll teach those things to other people. And it's funny because, like I said, it, it does become challenging to serve where when you know you've outgrown a place, when you know you've been there too long, and you just like, okay, Lord, what what's going on? Why haven't we excelled to the next level? And God is just like, okay, um, do you still see the blessing in where you are? Do you still see the the favor and provision in where you are? Do you still see assignments where you are? Then that means I'm not done yet. So we have to be patient. And to, Lord knows, we as human beings, Lord have mercy, we can be quite impatient because every, like I said we live in this world where we we want it now heck we want it yesterday to be uh exact if we be truthful and it's the culture of society that everything is quick fast and in a hurry but if you want something to last if you want something to have um if you want to build something guess what you have to have a strong foundation and how do you have that foundation brick by brick you build the characteristics you build the ethics you build the morals you be consistent and you be faithful and do your part and god will bless the rest and that's kind of how that works so yes we always want to press fast for it but we have to remember that god's timing is best So again, what do you do when you're in that space? What do you do when you're in the gap? Please be consistent, be diligent, and be faithful. Build up your stamina and allow your character and morals and ethics to, you know, get to this level that, you know, people just see God all over you. And they know for sure, you know, 
they can talk to you. They can confide in you. They can glean from the field you're in and learn from you. And you're again, when you leave a place and you do go on after God has allowed you to, allowed you to graduate, you don't want to leave in a um, um, you want to leave in a wonderful way. I'll just put it that way. You want to leave behind good memories. You want to leave behind um, wisdom. You want people to say, hey, I learned such and such from you. You taught me how to A, B, and C, to be um, a a better worker and work smarter, not harder. Um, That there is a, a way to do things diligently with ease. You want people to say, hey, you know what? I was in a tough spot and and you encouraged me to do the right thing. And that made all the difference in my life. And I was able to go to another level. So you want to leave good little nuggets behind from every place that you graduate from. Please keep, you know, doing things wholeheartedly. See things all the way through. Don't do don't uh, half do things. Keep doing it like whether there were, um, I mean, you an example, like with doing the podcast, right? You think to yourself, okay, um, you want to be successful, but you got to have that mentality that whether it is 99 people listening to me or a hundred thousand people listening to me, I'm going to be consistent in the same way, shape or form. I'm going to do it as if, uh, you know, like I said, if there were a room full of people, or if there were two people, it's going to be the same Aisha. It's going to be the same person. If there's an audience of one or if there's an audience of over a thousand, it's going to be the same person because that's who I am to be consistent. That's how God has shaped and formed me. And that's what he wants from each and every one of us. Um, it reminds me uh, uh, that God is ultimately in control if you allow him to be. So remember, guys, when you are anointed and still not yet appointed, you don't want to be quick to um, take anything that comes your way. You also um, want to stop allowing people to put false titles on you that distract you from doing what God said for you to do. And you get caught up in something else and and there's a delay in where you need to be in life because Again, people are waiting on you. So you have to be um, mindful of that. Not to just, you know, throw your name on anything. Remember, you are God's creation made in, you know, his image and and his likeness for his purpose. So even if you're um, in the field operating, you have to operate like you're already in the palace, no matter what. So just want you guys to be mindful of that because it's very important because you know as human beings we sometimes get caught up in titles and you're like well God said that I'm going to be a prophet or God said that I'm going to be um uh the CEO of this company and that company granted God may have prophesied told you those things whispered in your ear and told you whatever but again it is in his timing he's going to If you allow him, he's going to build the level of consistency, character, morals, and ethics. And he's going to give you the skin that you need to be in those positions. Because guess what? Those positions aren't easy. Um, Again, to whom much is given, much is required. And you're going to have to be able to operate and function 
um, the way he needs you to function on that level. Because guess what? For every level that you go to, new levels bring new devils. Trust me. I am here to tell you. Everybody won't be happy for you. They won't congratulate you or they'll congratulate you and stab you in the back. It's always something. And God always wants us to know that, hey, um, I remember um, I was listening to one pastor and he said, people forget the blessing comes with a burden that provides balance. So it's blessing burden equals balance because guess what you'll think you did something and put yourself in that position when it's God and you're taking his glory and um again it's like he's preparing you to go to another level let him prepare you and keep you in line and surround you with the people and things and resources that you need so you can help other people because that's what it's about God said what he said Love the Lord your God, your God with all your heart and your 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 mind, your might, your spirit, your everything, right? And you have to love yourself. But guess what? After you do those two things, you have to do what? What the scriptures say? You have to love your neighbor. So in loving your neighbor, it doesn't mean just oh the person, the people that you live between in your residence. Um, it also means at your office. It also means at your church. It also means in your family. Um, so those things are important as well. So guys, I want to thank you. I want to thank you. I thank you so much for tuning in, uh, and being consistent with me and listening and, uh, taking what, uh, words of wisdom and knowledge that God gives me to supply, to help you, um, be the best that you can be in your life, in your relationships, with your family, you know, at your job or with, with uh, whatever dreams and, that you're pursuing in life. So tonight I'm going to close. We, I don't have my, uh, what do I usually say, um, recap tonight. So uh, I think I've talked enough for tonight, guys. So much love. God bless. Stay safe.